the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. And welcome to a playoff edition of the Minnesota Football Show. We waited after the loons will try to take over uh, Portland. Question mark. <laughs> uh, to, 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 to record the show. But it's uh, it's me, Rodrigo, one of your co-hosts, as well as Bridget McDowell and Eric Silver-Benneman. Um, we'll have a bunch of international news. We'll have some updates, but we'll also talk a lot about in depth, hopefully about this game and, and the things that we, we saw and we didn't see and the things that perhaps will um, determine. I personally, just to start off, I'm really bleh, meh about it just because it's been an inconsistent season for us and we haven't really played well on the road and this proved once again, you know, that we're, we're, we're inconsistent in a sense. So. Yep. Can't argue that. I think we need the off season. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's pause there and we'll come back to it. Let's, cause I think we can get through the internationals pretty quickly and we can circle back around and do uh, all the playoffs and everything else. Sound good. Save the worst for last. That's right. Thank you, Bridget. Yes. <laughs> Save the worst for last. Um, we had a whole bunch of internationals uh, over the week again with the uh, World Cup qualifying. Um, let's jump to the UEFA stuff because it's kind of interesting. Like this one in particular, uh, you had a 1-1 Portugal-Serbia match up until essentially the very last minute of the match. And Mitrovic scores a stoppage time goal for Serbia to win two to one over Portugal. And while that may not sound like a big deal, the, the two of them were tied on points. And I think they were about equal on goals. Uh, but this allows Serbia to climb into the first spot and actually qualify directly for the World Cup, which means that Portugal and some guy that plays for Portugal, that some that dude, that, that criminal, May or may not get in. UEFA is very strange. I still don't understand all the new rules with the Nations League. There's, there's teams coming in and teams come. I, I don't know. It's, it's its own whole thing. But they're, they're going to the next playoff round of the teams that didn't make it. And Portugal is one of those teams. So while more than likely they will be fine and they will still qualify, there is this slight possibility that that dude may not be at the World Cup, which would be just some sweet, sweet, sweet karma. Is there any possibility, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, yeah. but is there any possibility whatsoever that Portugal and Italy meet at the playoffs? Are they in the playoff spot too? It's Italy and one of the other ones? I didn't get that it's one. It's Italy and a bunch of other teams that are in the playoffs. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I'm not sure. Like I haven't even seen how that whole thing like lines up. UEFA doesn't make any sense to me now with the whole Nations League thing. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm confused. I don't know. Yeah, I, I um, bet you it's like unfriendlies and then who won the last UFO match or I don't know. But I mean, like, I love to see an Italy versus Portugal to go to the World Cup. That's insane. 
it, it's based on Rodrigo who shows up in Switzerland with like bags of money on their back and just dumps it in front of Infantino. That's what it's based on. In <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one, Spain and Sweden were also basically tied for the kind of the top spot there. And uh, it, it was, it looked like it was going to be a tie, which would have actually worked in Sweden's favor, but then Spain pulls it off again, very last minute in the 86th minute with Morata. I actually watched this match. This was on regular rabbit ears, ABC. Uh, so sorry, Rodrigo, the colonizers, these, this particular colonizer that, that I know you disapprove of. And as do I, they are through, they have qualified Sweden will do the whole weird second round thing. And they're they a very tough team. I feel pretty confident that one way or another they are going to get through because that defense is is no joke. They're really good. Um, I, I, I'll i save my predictions and things because I actually got all the uh, ones that are actually in. I thought this was amazing, though, to tie Minnesota United things in here. Uh, Finland played two matches. They lost both. Or maybe they did they tie one and lose one or did they lose both? Bridget, do you guys remember? I think they tied one of them. I think that's right. Tied one, lost one. Um, Lud played in both. The the great narrative here is Vitala actually started in the first one and was red carded. <laughs> because, I mean, because of all the great playing experience Yuka Vitala has had at Minnesota United, it's not like he's coming off of not having actually touched the ball in like five months. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, that was literally amazing. Wasn't that like his first attempt on a touch at the ball, too. <laughs> I think so. That was pretty bad. <laughs> he forgot so, how to step. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, what do I do? What what's happening?" <laughs> oh no, I got your foot instead. Crap. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, brutal. They're they're obviously out of the World Cup with the, with the yeah. tie and the loss. They're already. In I just try to. I just try to look at. I try to look at the UEFA World Cup qualifying playoffs, and it's literally like, um, what's it called? It's like it's like doing, um, it's like doing physics, like formulas. Like it's I, I literally don't understand like what's going Me neither. on. Like it's so weird. It's so weird, man. It right. It's just. Yeah. Well, I know I, Portugal and Italy are in it, and so is Russia and Sweden. Yeah, and Scotland I'll, and Wales I'll, and Turkey and all of them folks. Right, which would be amazing if, if, if Wales is able to uh, keep things together. That'd that would be pretty be, cool. That would be fun. Right. right, and the semifinals Agreed. are in the 24th of March, and then finals on the 29th, so we'll see. I, I've, I've got a list of the ones that are, like, through without a doubt, so I'll do that in a sec. But more speculation here um, on the AFC conference side. Uh, you had UAE beat Lebanon 1-0, South Korea 3-0 over Iraq, uh, Iran 3-0 over Syria, Saudi Arabia 1-0 over Vietnam, Australia and China tie 1-1. Japan beats Oman 1-0. That's that's big for Japan because they were they were actually below the line. They jump up. So Iran and South Korea are holding steady one and two. MJ, I know you commented last time. South Korea are steady. They're good. Uh, and on the other side, Saudi Arabia is still holding number one. And like I said, with that win, Japan actually jumps into the, the second spot. Uh, Australia and UAE are still alive and they have, they have like a playoff situation as well there. Um, the African side CAF is also kind of all over the place, but I, rather than take all the matches, I just kind of pick the ones that are more than likely moving through to whatever the next round is before they qualify. And the winners of the group so far are, are as follows Algeria, Tunisia, Nigeria, Cameroon, Mali, Egypt, Ghana, who I picked South, 
South Africa actually in that group and by a goal differential, Ghana actually pulled it off this last round. Uh, Senegal, Morocco, and Democratic Republic of Congo. Those are the ones that are kind of in the best positions right now. Nothing is certain, solidified, but that's kind of where we're looking. The big surprise out of all those names is Mali. Mali, I don't think has ever been to a World Cup and they are most likely through or at least to the next round. So good for them. And they're like, their entire population could fit into one of these stadiums. Right. It's insane. It's huge. I mean, good for them. Awesome. Go ahead. So Dinah could be in the World Cup. That's cool. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Top population-wise. Oh. (laughs) Um, Metanair in Tanzania. Or rather, Metanair starts, I said, versus Tanzania. He actually played the other match as well, but... We, we knew basically going into this that there was no way that Madagascar was going to be able to make up those points. So they are out. There will be no Metanair in the World Cup. Um, I'm flying through these, but let's do Conmebol. I, I think we can skip. Brazil and Argentina made up their ridiculous telenovela thing, and I don't even know if anybody was even up for this match. They, they're both through, so they tied nil-nil. No it was deal. stupid. It was should have just docked each other points. That's I, feel, I I kind of agree. And it wouldn't have changed anything. It wouldn't have changed anything. It wouldn't have changed anything. It was like a meaningless oh, game. It really was. Ecuador, huge win over Chile 2-0. That, that solidifies their third spot. And then okay, let's there, talk about this game, though. This game yeah, is I'm, awesome. I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. It's, it's, it's Matt. You want to talk about Ecuador, or do you want to get to yours? No, no, no. Ecuador-Chile was awesome. Go ahead. Take it. Um, uh, our most, uh, the most popular Chilean player of all time, Vidal, literally like extends his leg like he's going to high kick a i don't know what he was reaching for and hits a player in the face and automatically gets a red card while he's being issued a red card he turns to the referee and pleads with his hands like he's praying and he goes and gives him a hug and then walks away (laughs) amazing this is the man that my daughter and i walked by in the miami international airport too by the way I was, within within I don't know touching distance. I didn't realize Equi- it until it already passed. Ecuador is Ecuador is fun to watch. I'll tell you that much. They 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 at the beginning of this uh, World Cup qualifications, they were the team that came out of the gates running and blowing people out, and their knack to be able to score goals when it you know at, at you know I mean like the first goal was great, the second goal you know but then you know. Chile yep. shooting themselves in the foot is always fun to see. So they're legit. I mean, I you know, two or three months ago, I wasn't sure if they were they they kind of made that third spot pretty quickly, and I was like, yeah, I don't think they're going to hold it, and they have. So good on them. I'm kind of uh, kind of surprised, but pleasantly surprised. Okay, Bolivia just really takes to Uruguay three 0 Uruguay drop way down below the line, and the one that I know Rodrigo wants. Uh, Peru, Venezuela, two to one. Peru, as Uruguay falls, that allows Peru to jump. So, with the qualifying round over, Rodrigo, Peru is in the playoff spot right now. Yeah, we're in fifth place for, again for the Concacaf. Take it. No, here's one thing: if we're talking about the Uruguay Bolivia game, why are we talking about Marcelo Martins? He is the leading uh, goal scorer in his in this qualifying round, and he's Bolivian. And he's like I think his dad is uh, from Brazil, and his mom's from Bolivia. And he's played for Flamengo, I think. He's played, uh, but like nobody's talking about him. Like I don't even know like 
why aren't other teams or like other uh, other international teams trying to get for him? I mean, this guy can score in probably one of the tw- toughest qualifying rounds of, of in the world, and he's scoring goals like there's left and right. I mean, I would totally, you know, MLS, even though he's like 30 something, he's still scoring goals more than he, you know, but yeah, no, I mean, Peru has found its game. The game that we all been watching, we got them to the World Cup was exactly what happened in this game. And they were also lucky as they were, right? I mean, um, the first goal, La, La Padula goals are always fun to watch and, and, and cheer for. And it was a header, um, great placement. Uh, then um, Venezuela, who are not a pushover anymore. People keep saying that they are or they're not. They're not. They fight. And it was a, it was a well-fought game. And they scored one. Uh, and then um, and then Cueva, who's having a heck of a second half of World Cup qualifying, um, he was able to take a free kick that takes a small deflection that beats the keeper two to one. But then a handball in the box on a cross. And Pedro, Ga- Pedro Gallesa just comes up huge for a PK save. And you keep that two one and now you're in fifth place. I mean, with a plus one over Chile, I think, and goal differentials. So. Good stuff, man. It's gonna. You mean mean? Uh, yeah, January, February. It's gonna be nuts. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely. going to be nuts because you you look at it. You have. Could you run down the top the top five again? Um, give me a sec. I can. So it's Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, and then yeah, in fourth place. After that, it is it's Colombia, right? Colombia and then Peru, right? I believe so. I got to go all the way back here. Sorry. Yeah, and I think Chile go. is in sixth place. Uh, Ecuador with 23, Colombia with 17, Peru 17. And, that, and that's just goal differential between Colombia and Peru. And Chile's got 16, Uruguay also at 16, Bolivia at 15. So, I mean, you're like you said, it's very tight. It's very tight. How cool would it be to Bolivia to make a World Cup like by yeah. its own merits? Like the last time that was, it was 1994, I think, right? I think so. When it was yep. when it was in the United States and um, and 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 Diablo Echeverri Diablo. Was, yep. Was was the key. Yeah. No. It, exciting um, exciting way and and the um, the year I think a lot of people were super excited in Peru at definitely. least that I talked to. Let's let's do CONCACAF because we got some wild stuff happening there as well. Um USA Jamaica 1-1 tie. Uh I saw the highlights. The uh who's the cat that scored for Jamaica? That goal was out of this world. Um Oh. Is it Michel or Miguel? Or Mikel? Uh, Mikel yeah, it's, Mikel it's the cat. Yeah. yeah, it's the cat. Yeah. The play, I was going to say West Ham cat. Man, what a blast. That was a blast. Um, what, what did you guys think? Because from what I, what I understand and from what I heard, Jamaica probably actually should have won this match. I heard there was a bit of a controversial call that uh, maybe I missed PK or I missed handball or something like that. But, you know, 1-1 one, one tie. Not the end of the world. Bridget, what do you think? I missed this one as well, as usual. Um, it, it seemed like a fairly decent game. I think the missed calls went both ways from what I've read. Um, so just coming away with the point from that one was uh, seemed like a solid performance. Right. It, it was a it, tough game. It was it supposed to be a tough game. Though. Last time we played Jamaica, they were at literally zero... People couldn't make it on visas. People wouldn't let, let, let go. It was it was it was not a it was not the Jamaica that we played. 
this this time and and it showed and i think the u.s has things always to build on but also at the same time you know like this is what world cup qualifying will be you know you'll exactly. you'll you'll beat a really good team and then like you go play your next game and doesn't doesn't pan out for you right i mean just ask uruguay playing bolivia <laughs> and losing three nothing that's not gonna sit well with anybody uh in uruguay so i mean yeah and i think that's that, that that's the most thing i think the most important thing is just um just keep on working that's it that's all you can do word uh, Costa Rica 2-1 over Honduras. Panama keeps rolling 2-1 over El Salvador. And then the one we probably want to talk about the most, Canada and Mexico in Edmonton. What was the temperature? It was it was below freezing. It was like 20 was like degrees. Below 20, yeah. Oh, it was below yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah. So they used that to their advantage and take it to them. It's a 2-1 final. It was 2-0 for most of the match until like the very end and Mexico sneaks one back. Uh, but it is not enough. Uh, Canada, 16 points. They jumped to the top of the qualifying table right now with USA at 15 and Mexico dropping to third at 14, tied with Panama with goal differential, which is kind of an incredible thing to say. Uh, old boy jumping in the snow when, when the goal is scored. I mean, that was awesome. Oh, it's spectacular. You love to see it. <laughs> Go Canada. I mean, this, I, I don't remember ever seeing a Canada men's team like this. Women's team, yes, no. they just did it. But men's team, this is this is new for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it was, it wasn't, you know, like, I mean, was it, 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 it wasn't that hard to tell what Canada was going to do, right? They were going to, to they were going to try to press, and they were going to try to find the Falls of Davies, and then try to find the outlets. But all these, all these goals were like second chance. Like the first one was a like great second chance goal. I mean, like. That was a blast when the ball's going that fast and it's freaking cold. I'm sure his hands are in ice still, the goalkeeper, because that had to hurt. And you're not playing in um, on grass; you're playing on turf, so that's you know it's not going to be as 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 nice jumping, diving, or falling in in into that. You know, so that's at least they're not playing in uh, former TCF field. Um, <laughs> where where a certain quarterback yep. got 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 a concussion by just being tackled. So, right. but that's the kind of condition that you were playing in. And like we knew that Canada could play, and it there was there wasn't no fancy stuff. It was just direct. It was direct playing. And I think Mexico just struggles a lot with speed, but also struggles a lot with wanting to play. Like mm-hmm. I just I felt like if it was if the Mexico that scored this, that one goal and was close to scoring a tying goal would have shown up at least at the beginning of the second half, it'd be a different game. Yeah. But there's no motivation. There's no urgency. And with back-to-back losses, you're still in third place. Like, what that's does that what say? Gets, yeah, that's, that's right. what gets to my point, though, too. I'm, I'm kind of amazed that Tata still has a job. Like, there's, I know there's been a lot of chitter-chatter on social media and everywhere else and commentators, but, I mean, apparently he's still got a job. I mean, it was... It seemed pretty clear that they went in there thinking, oh, it's Canada. We don't, you don't need to push it too hard. We don't need to prepare too much for this. Sure, it's snowing. Uh, and it was incredibly easy for him to take some of those same lines that uh, Costa Rica took against the U.S. Um, what, 2010? The, the oh, snow- yeah, the Orange oh, Bowl. Yeah, when, well, the game, yeah. 
-hmm. Well, no, because you lost. So of course you think that the game shouldn't have been played. But um, yeah, they just um, they did not what, show up. It was it was a different team. They just didn't care, and they yeah. they and showed that Canada wouldn't care either. And no, they they were scoring goals. They they kept the fire up, and that's all it takes. Amazing. Uh, I, I just would never have predicted such a thing with Canada going into the new year winning the group, but but here we are. And honestly, I can't say I'm too surprised right now the way things have been going. So, I mean, good on them. Good on them. There's still a lot to go. Uh, but, you know, USA, Canada, most likely Mexico, but who knows the way things are going. I, I, I would hope that we're pretty set on qualifying. I'm going to – that's me knocking on wood. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll see how things go. It's it's entertaining to say the least. So so here are the ones that are ab- absolutely without a doubt through. You've got s- through uh, UEFA, Spain, Germany, Belgium, Croatia, Denmark, France, England. Those are all pretty, you know, general common ones you would expect. The big surprise, Serbia, uh, Switzerland, Netherlands are back after missing last World Cup along with the U.S. So they're in. Uh, and then obviously we mentioned uh, Brazil and Argentina and Conmebol and then Qatar because, of course, they're the host, Qatar. Uh, so there's still lots and lots of vacancies with the uh, Asian and African federations that we kind of have a little bit of an idea, at least who's kind of moving through. Uh, Conmebol still completely up in the air. So here we go. We'll pay attention and just kind of see how it all pans out. Um, I put Serie B stuff in here just because we're going to talk about it related to Minnesota United in a sec. Uh, Botafogo were officially deemed champs. Uh, two matches. I mean, they still have two matches to play, so they did it ahead of finishing the season just on on points. Uh, they beat uh, ABC this past week 2-1. to one. That's enough to solidify their spot, so good on them. There, there is a certain striker there named Navajo we'll talk about in a second as well, who's been doing a lot of really cool things. So congrats to Botafogo. They are moving up back to where they're, they, they're supposed to be, where everybody would expect them to be. And hopefully Goyaz and some of their other crew will join them. Um, oh, I put this in here. Guarani and Goyaz actually play tomorrow. Huge match. Um, when I wrote this, it was number three versus number four. Goyaz three, Guarani four. They've actually, Guarani's actually dropped now to five. But regardless... It's a big match. Uh, Goyaz kind of controls their own destiny, which is very, very nerve-wracking for me. <laughs> Even saying that, I don't like that. <laughs> um, a, a win and they're fine. A tie, they're probably okay, but they basically cannot afford to lose and, and start to drop points right now. So, yes, I'm nervous. Um, hopefully things will go well tomorrow for Goyaz Sports Club and they can join Botafogo up in Serie A. Oh, so... I didn't know that you can watch uh, soccer on the Prende TV app. Yes, man. Serie A, at least. I don't know about Serie B, but Serie A is there. I watched uh, the first leg of the Peruvian League One Championship between. Oh, they've got that too. Sport. And yeah. I watched it today, and it was like in Sporting Cristal, which is my team, lost one nothing. Yeah. But like, I was like, wow. I was like, this is actually not bad, and not bad commentating. Yeah. Okay, this is cool. Like I was like, cool. I found another thing I can watch, and I'm gonna have to watch the second leg. But overall, I mean, I thought it was dope. I mean, I didn't have to pay for it, so that's even better. I know, so. I know. I, I I discovered that by accident too. I think I logged in. Look, I didn't. Even, I wasn't even looking for that thing, 
And then they're like, oh, Sao Paulo Flamengo. I'm like, but it's just like highlights. And I clicked on it and it's like poof, live. And I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> okay. Uh, EPL, Bridget, I will throw it to you. Um, had a good result. Uh, Liverpool puts up a whole bunch of goals. I don't remember all the goals. There were four. Chelsea also put up a whole bunch. Uh, for a second, they were one and two. I think Man City snuck in between them. So uh, one, two, three. You want to talk about your Liverpool game? I was watching the NWSL game instead of the Liverpool game. Um, but yeah, four, four great goals. A um, couple of awesome debuts uh, from new players uh, making their starts for the senior team as well. Um, yeah, it's it. Anytime we can get a few more names on the on the scoring sheet, we had Minamino in there, Mane, of course, Sala, I believe, uh, scored as well. So, um, yeah, good, solid result. I mean, it's expected from a game like that, but um, we'll we'll take it and solid performance to build on. Right on. Uh, Copa Sudamericana happened yesterday on Saturday. You had the two Brazilian teams, Atlético Paranaense and Red Bull Bragantino. That's just Red Bull in Portuguese. They're a Red Bull team. Um, Nicom scores, right, about the 30th minute, 29th minute, and that is the one and only goal. So Atlético Paranaense are, are the champions, which gives them, more importantly, their direct Libertadores berth. So good on them. Great story with this team. I mean, I've talked about it before on the show, but, you know, if I'm a Goya's manager or somewhere there in the FO, like this is the team to kind of model because 10 years ago, this was a team stuck in Serie A, even dropping sometimes to Serie A. And they, yes, they invested some money, but then they also really invested in their, in their youth and in their academy and kind of working within the region there in uh, Paraná and bringing like local kids in and building the thing up. And then like, Five, ten years later, they got into Serie A. They've held it very, very strongly to the point where, like, now they're going to be playing in Libertadores. So, good on them. Okay, Rodrigo. Here we go, bud. You get the telenovela segment of the show. Um, this is connected to the thing we talked about last week, the uh, Nancy Kerrigan and uh, Tanya Harding situation in France. Uh, it, it took a turn. It took a twist. So, Take it, it away. took a twist no one expected. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't take. A, this is like what? This is like a telenovela twist that you don't even see coming. But apparently, um, um, what what is the player's name? Um, what's her? It was uh, Abidal, was it wasn't it? Oh Kira, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kira, uh, Hamrawi. Hamrawi, Kira Hamrawi, who was attacked, right? Um. Was actually um, had, had been on the phone with ex Barcelona star Eric Abidal uh, the day she was attacked, and now Abidal's wife is filing for divorce, alleging dun, dun, that he had an dun. affair with the player from PSG, and Abidal actually confessed to the affair when the police asked the question over the attack because he was involved. In, in, in the, he was one of the persons that was involved in the conversation while the attack was taking place. And there's also pictures of the like 
of, of the player's leg. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there's like a gash in the back of the quad. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, it's horrible. Right. But what's even um, more interested is um, is um, the teammate Aminata Diallo um, has been arrested, but then was released. So oh, I didn't hear that part without charge. And so we'll see. Um, we'll see if it, anything else develops from that, but it's just becoming, I don't know. This is absolutely going to be a Netflix series. Yeah, no I question. hope so. <laughs> but it's just wow. nuts. Like, I was like, I didn't think that was going to happen at all. So there you go. Wow. All right. Well, that takes us through our internationals in kind of record time. This is what happens when I have like six glasses of wine. We start moving fast here. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and we will circle back to the local stuff, including the breaking playoff situation. Uh, Stick around. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota football show. And welcome back to the second half of this playoff edition of the Minnesota football show. Let's uh, just tackle our local and national news and talk about the loons or something like that. Let's do NWSL first. We got a bunch here. Um, to recap, from last week, we had the semifinal um, where the Washington Spirit met the Rain and the Chicago Red Stars met the uh, Thorns. Uh, and we thought maybe these higher-seeded teams would, uh, you know, at least make it interesting. And they did not. <laughs> Washington Spirit 2-1 to one over the Rain and Chicago Red that, Stars just owning the Thorns. That was a great well. game, though. I mean, the, the Spirit and the Rain was a, was a, was a great game. I think Portland... Mm-hmm. Portland was missing some players and it showed in their midfield specifically. And um, I mean, hats off to hats off to the Red Stars. I mean, they, they totally put in a, a great work and their midfield pressed and and was able to get the results. And I feel bad for the Portland Portland Thorns keeper because apparently um, after the game um, you could see her. She was extremely distraught, and um, her father had passed away earlier that week. That's right. You mentioned that. And so Bigsby was was really all emotional about this whole the loss, and and it was you know one of those things where you're like you know it you know it it, it takes a toll on a player, and it was you know Definitely. it's unfortunate they weren't able to to make it past the next round. But man, was this was this a final that no one ever like? What are the odds in Vegas yeah. for this to be like? If you would have predicted this final. <laughs> For real, for real. Let's talk about it. Uh, happened yesterday. Uh, we had the final NWSL, Washington Spirit, Chicago Red Stars. Um, let me just throw this out to you guys. Uh, I think, Bridget, you mentioned it, that it was there was just this weird kind of vibe with everything that's happened in Washington over the season uh, and the owner still being there, like, overlooking the final. I mean, yeah, it was just kind of – Take, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, there's – a whole lot of subtext to talk about um in terms general terms i mean the commentary crew ali wagner and and co did a really good job of 
kind of keeping that forefront, talking about all the things that the players have all had to face, especially the Washington spirit uh, through the season and to get this far. Um, and then, of course, you have their their owner, Steve, what, whose last name I always forget because it's just sell the team, Steve. Um, he's there, uh, very uh, doing his like diplomatic owner thing and like visiting people and all these photos of him hanging out with people and chatting about his team when the players on the field there really just begging him to sell the team to Michelle. Um, and at halftime, you know, they have the, the interim president of the league talking uh, with, I think Allie Krieger was out there like doing commentary and like a halftime show kind of deal. Um, talking about how, you know, this is, this is a new phase for the league and there's been a reckoning and, and things are better and on and on and on as we are watching this Washington Spirit team with Steve in the building and TIFOs all over the place um, about Steve uh, and believing players and trusting players and all of this. Were um, there visible sell the team Steve's out there? I, I mean, I was watching it. I, were there? Okay, I missed it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were a couple TIFOs and they probably didn't make it on camera, but there were, there were quite, I saw a few photos. Um, yeah, he, he was walking around. They showed him a few times. Um, it solid game. Uh, Chicago was it was a little chippy to begin with. Chicago had a couple of injuries and um, some quite a bit of fouling on either side. It, yeah, it was a tough game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it that's, was a great game too. It was that's the vibe I got from the first half was it was just a lot of feeling each other out and a lot of yeah. knocks and a lot of slides and a lot of just shoulders and elbows thrown all over the place. <laughs> it was not you know, people who expect you know, these lower seated teams to come in and just not have quite the competition, the same the same vibe as if you were to have like a one and two team mm -hmm. playing. Um but they both they continue that fight that got them to that to that spot into that position. Yep. Um, and I mean, Chicago put up a good fight. They had they had a the equalizing goal, I believe, end of the first half, or was that the first goal, Rodriguez? That was the very first goal. Yeah, like right right before halftime yeah. with Hill on that yeah. on that header. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That yeah, was the was, first goal. Even back and forth, and then they had mm -hmm. the. The, and then the Washington just yeah turned it on and started pouring their attack as their as their as a, and it's such a young team too, and I think that's one of the things that that proved at least in in the league that if you get two veteran players who are, have leadership qualities, mm -hmm. it can really help a young team and mold them. I mean, you had um, yeah Kelly O'Hara and um, uh, Rodman. No, 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 no. Who's the other older U.S. women? Player. Pew? No, no, Pew, Pew wasn't playing because she was still. Well, she played or she got subbed out. I she, forget one of those. She days. got subbed out. Yeah, she got subbed out. But um, but um, regardless, the name will come to me because usually always comes to me. But um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think they were really great at um. At, at, at just playing the ball. I mean, you had um, yeah. 
Sonnet. Sorry, Emily Sonnet. That's what I'm trying to think That's, of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you have two people, like two defenders, just, just talking and being able to do that, it was also, I mean, I'm a big sense of, uh, of, of Sanchez. Um, and I think Hatch was doing a decent job. But winning Rookie of the Year, Trinity Rodman, skipping college, Trinity Rodman, literally took over this game and just boxed she, people around. She's the real deal. Like, I was so Damn. impressed. Jeez. Like this is yeah, Trinity. I mean, like being hurt and like being like tackle foul at hard and everything, still came back yep. and was able to give the game winning assist, which is the cross from one side of the field to the head of oh my god, Kelly. That was that was beautiful. I was like game game winning assist, and then also yeah. sets up the PK. That that's the first one, the 66 is um Sullivan scores the goal, but it's the Rodman pass to her that gets her right. fouled. I mean, so I mean she was yeah. involved in everything. I mean, I mean, uh, the Spirits shot 31 times to the Red Stars 14. I mean, 10 shots on target. You, yeah, it was, it was just, a, it was just one of those fun games that is just back and forth, transition, 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 back and forth, and it was just one of those games. You know, you like you were expecting something to happen, and yep. and it did. So, so like I was really happy with the the end of the NWFL season playing coming off this way, because uh, overall I I thought you know. Those two teams deserved it, and good on for the spirit to be able to play through all the crappy BS that's been happening to them mm-hmm. for the several years of their existence, oh, yeah. and then and then be able to be the have his first NWSL trophy. It's got to be special, and I'm hopefully that all the young players and the Trinity Rodbens of the world and all the other players on that team like really embrace it because this was this was a fun final. Like I. I credit to Chicago and the, and the young players on Chicago as well. I mean, they, they've been playing most of the season without Julie Ertz and, mm. and those veterans who are normally uh, who've typically carried the side and they, yeah. they got this far. They got uh, this far. Yes, sure they, did. They, they put up a fight. It wasn't, they did. They got that first goal. It was not, um, it was the only reason Trinity Rodman didn't get MVP of the, the game was a giant Bledsoe save um, on a shot from Chicago. Yeah, that save was just yeah. miracle. I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh. You know, like low ball, low ball curving inside the post and you're able to dive out and just touch it with your palm. It's like one of those great, no, no. Yeah, no. Was that this the 116? I think I clocked it there towards the very end, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah it was, was it was just a, 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 a like me and Nubia were like we don't have a team to root for but like we like the Red Stars but like overall we just want to watch a really good game and That's, and if you I, if I you didn't watch it on, thinking, yeah thinking I wasn't even gonna sit through the whole thing and I I was trying to get other stuff done and I got sucked in and I just sat there and watched like every yeah. minute of the game it was it was Same. awesome yeah, shout out no, to uh, Kelly O'Hara too how I mean she's one of the like you already mentioned earlier one of the Elder Statesman's out there, thirty something, and I mean, just playing her heart out and gets that. I think it was her first goal of the season. I think they mentioned, yep. which is kind of amazing, uh, to to be the the championship winning goal off of, off of Rodman's the, cross. The so it's beautiful. Yeah. You got you got the newbie, the nineteen year old phenom, and the veteran connecting, which is just like there it is. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, the expression on her face when she scored that goal is like, I can't believe I just did that. Yeah. And it yeah, was she, one of those. I mean, such a classy player too. To, to, real. to really give all of that credit to all the younger players and not just be like, yeah, we, you know, 
like certain other veteran players who we've talked about recently. Um, Rodman's got to be getting a national team call up. Like, oh soon, yeah, right? they, oh, she, she's she's she declined. Has. I think yeah. yeah, she's declined yeah. a couple of times, and good for her. I mean, like she'll she'll come when she wants to. And right now, I mean, being eighteen, nineteen, and and being in the league and literally being vote like literally just taking your team on your shoulders and just it's just amazing yeah i mean she gave up the college experience for the club experience and she wasn't going to trade that for a national team camp when it really wasn't absolutely necessary and uh this is this is why yeah i mean for for the world cup who who knows right i mean like on the last roster for that world cup if Trinity Robbins on that, look out. I mean, you, you're talking about, you know, uh, Sophia Smith, Mallory Pugh, Trinity Rodman. I mean, you put Julie Ertz into that. US women's no, no, uh-uh. well said. That's just gonna be fun. Well said, yeah. Congrats to the, to the spirit once again on a big win, and of course, all the narrative and all the drama that kind of goes along with it. But uh, what a fun match! It, it really was entertaining. Another. Another thing, just <clears throat> excuse me to, to credit Rodman um, all season, and well, as soon as she got drafted, not even since the season started, everyone of course has to has to do the whole Dennis Rodman's daughter and the daughter of NBA great on and on and on, and he was like the fifth minute in the game they're talking about her, and one of the commentators said, "Yeah, so we so we asked her like." what does your father think about your performance this season? And her response was, yeah, we don't really get along all that well. Oh, was- oh snap. <laughs> and after that, like they mentioned him a couple of times. Cause you know, there, there were some quiet moments as they're treating players on the pitch after all these fouls. And, and so they brought him up a few times because they're, they're going to, uh, this is on like, that's, amazing i'm rabbit ears tv so other people are watching so of course they're gonna bring him up but but yeah you know this this guy that you know we of course you'll want to like ask is is dennis rodman here like watching his daughter play and he he was not eh. wow i don't even know if he's aware like like it's sad but at the same time i'm good because trinity rodman then doesn't have to prove anybody Exactly. Come out of anyone's he's, shadow. She's like, yep, he's yeah, he watches some games sometimes. That's you know, whatever. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's she's not the one standing out there being like, Yeah, yeah, he you know supported me all the way. He's here at every game. I play because right, of him. Right, right. It was it was just the super like, yeah, I mean it's it's okay, whatever. Yeah. She, she does her own thing, and that's I mean, she's gotten this far, like on yeah. her own merit. It's not yeah but boy definitely a player to watch my goodness player to watch a tough player overall i mean just like more trinity rodman please (laughs) can't can't uh, say anything to that let's move on uh let's get to our playoffs here we go let's start with the breaking news lafc and head coach bob bradley mutually agree to part ways not not a huge surprise and then we learned shortly, I think after that, that it sounded like Chicago actually have a person in mind. I, I was initially thinking that maybe Bradley goes back to his old stomping grounds and takes Chicago, but uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, what do you guys think? He's just going to chill out, be done with the whole thing, or do you think he's going somewhere else? Did it, did it buy out his contract or no? Mm. He was out of contract, right? I think he was out of contract. Yes. 
Yeah, I think he was out. Yeah. I mean, word on the street is he's going back to, to, to coach with his son. So, I mean, if he goes to Toronto, great. Toronto mm. needs all the help they can get. Yeah, they do. That's true. Uh, even though Osario thinks them differently, but uh, regardless, I, I mean, wherever he goes, he's, he's going to land on his feet. I'm not worried about yeah, Bob Bradley at all. I'm sure he's you know. got people calling him. Right. I'm sure he's, you know, so. he can he can he can take a year off if he wants to, and then make up a decision. He's not going to be hurting, you know. Right. He's, he's made it, and and LAFC this year have been not an enigma, but like you were going to wonder when um, creating talented teams and and banking it around one player was going to bite them in the butt, and this was the year, right? I mean. I mean, their number one, num- number one LAFC star rarely played, injured, wasn't able to really get into it, and when it was on, wasn't really on, and so you had to formulate a different idea and and for the team, and then you sell your, you know, you sell what would have been the, the, um, the Golden Boot winner this year, and then you know it's like, it's like you know you know, something was going to happen, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, friends, are we ready for some uh, MLS playoffs? Jump Let's into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So it all started yesterday on Saturday, November 20th. On the east side, we had uh, Philadelphia and New York Red Bulls. Pretty even back and forth for the full 90, uh, even for the, you could say, probably into the very first stoppage time. And then it goes into this, or rather the extra time. It goes into the second extra time, the 120 third minute something like that just an absolute beautiful blast from downtown um glesnes uh great goal the one and only goal one nil in extra time so philadelphia moves on what else did you guys see from this one if you saw it well i mean this that goal in itself is just i mean we've seen glesnes do that before and the fact that he gets a chance i mean like here is here's the thing to a chest it and control the ball and then as the ball is spinning down, hit it at the right timing to keep the spin mowing. So that way when it goes up, it curves back down like a sink like a sinker on a and it just it's just you're like okay, there's nothing else you could have done on that one. And it was and it like and it was a well fought game. But I you, you knew Philly was going to do something. Like they, they they were they were inkling throughout the whole game and they had the opportunities. It's just this was it. Bridget, anything, Chad? No, I'd I'd agree there. I mean, it was a perfect hit, mm-hmm. and yeah, it seems like it it's been coming. And New York kind of seemed to admit that as well as soon as it went in. Kind of looking around, like, yep, that's that was going to happen. Uh, it, it's kind of a theme as we go through here. There, this was kind of the. The couple last two days of, of bangers basically in playoff MLS football. There were there are a lot, <laughs> including to, including tonight. <laughs> um, so Philly moves on. Um, on the west side, I, this is the score that, that most surprised me. I think I thought Vancouver was going to be significantly more difficult of an opponent. Uh, ended up not being the case. SKC really showed up. Well, we kind of th- we talked about this last week that you know the 
the two weeks off probably more negatively affected Vancouver in terms of their momentum. Like they were moving and moving and moving. And then they just kind of like sputter out and have to pick it back up. And uh, yeah, sporting Kansas city strike early with Shelton the 17th. They get, uh, they get another one right before halftime. The Jome gets one, it gets a PK in there, but then we got to talk about the goal, which the banger thing, once again, in the 58th minute, Graham Zussi from, I don't know, probably closer to midfield than he is to the box and just like absolutely annihilates that ball. The speed. That's what amazed me is like, even in slow motion, that ball is moving so fast. It's, it's incredible. Like there's absolutely nothing the keeper can do. Amazing. Yeah, I'm not a Susie. I'm not a Susie fan, but that was, that was a great goal. So amazing. Yeah. I mean, we've, We've seen what it's like to play Sporting Kansas City when they're when they're on in big moments like that. I mean, they've the season hasn't been great for them, but they they know when to turn it on. And Vancouver has been they've been good, but there's been a fair amount of uh, I don't want to say luck, but things kind of just fell in their favor a few yeah. times. Um, and Sporting can can turn it on and when you least expect it and and off of some some not fantastic chances uh and they do things like this so uh not a huge surprise to see the result i i mean i was i think everyone was pulling for vancouver everyone who's ever had to face sporting kansas city was pulling for vancouver here but right um, it's not a not a surprising result at all Mm -hmm. and for susie to be the one to to get a shot like that was insane. Not yeah. I think I think we all knew that Kansas City's if you if you press them and you have a good counter transition game, you can be deadly against them. Like, but yeah, Vancouver was not that, and it won like that like that all season either. So like, it's a great run with Vancouver. Um, I think they did. You know, Dijon has been great this season, uh, and. You know, hats off to them making the playoffs and trying to put up a fight. And, you know, that's all you can do, right? Yep, yep. So SKC moves on. Uh, today, earlier, we had uh, NYCFC hosting Atlanta United. Uh, I don't know. I think Rodrigo probably wants this one because it was kind of just the <laughs> the Brad Guzan Guzaning all over. But but the first half, so I was, I was of course, chatting back and forth with my, my cousin in Atlanta who was with watching. With Cousin Jeff? With Cousin Jeff. And... He was amazed that there were no red cards in the first half. And to his credit, I think he's spot on because there were there was violence. <laughs> the only way I could describe it. So many tackles, so many checks. There, there was at least one body slam and nothing. So Atlanta's just a soft team. You know? <laughs> All I'm saying is I, I do agree that there, there were multiple opportunities for red cards in that first half and nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, nil nil at half, and and then from there, Rodrigo, do you want to take it? I mean, th- this first goal, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, the cross comes in, gets a bounce. Castellanos one times it, and it does like this. It's almost like a video game thing, right? It, right, it hits the it ground, bounces. bounces straight up like I don't know, twenty feet, <laughs> and everybody just kind of watches it, like, wow, surely that's going over the goal. And, it, and, and oh, I, can't, I can't remember the um, – there's another striker that's right there, uh, far post, and he's just like, oh, that's going in. It just kind of, like, backs off. And sure enough, <laughs> nobody does anything, and it goes right in. 
phenomenal. <laughs> gotta love the playoffs. Gotta love. I mean, gotta love any goal that gets scored on Brad Guzan. Just overall, I mean, you know this. I mean, what was he doing? And the whole defense, like they're just watching the thing, like. You can well, count I mean, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Just watching they, it in the air. You can see them look at each other. He's looking at yes. his defense, and the defense is looking at him, and they're both like, "Why the hell didn't you stop that?" <laughs> when, when has Atlanta played defense ever? Seriously. <laughs> oh. who, I mean, I, we had been watching the the Vikings game, so I turned this on like right as right as they went to halftime, and yeah, I saw all the you know replays of all the things that could have been red cards and. And then to leave your the 2021 Golden Boot winner just wide open, wide open. There right? for I mean, something that's like this. Like, what what did you think was going to happen? That yep. sounds like a cheap just, tactics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice for the one. Like the one person like that can totally tell <laughs> you. Well, and the thing is, too, even if it would have been a little bit off. There, there was another player there right there to get the cheap goal. Right yeah. yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh no, no. I'm just, I'm just going to take a step back. It's in. <laughs> I'm going to let him take credit for this one. I'll just, I'll just yep. move over here. Uh, yeah. And all the Atlanta guys are just looking at each other and shaking their heads. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, wow. It was something. Uh, and then w- within five minutes, it kind of happens again. 52nd. This is off again, off of a set piece uh, starts at the corner and, I can't remember who puts in the, the first shot, but Guzan actually stops it and bats it down, but he bats it right to Callens, who basically just catches it in the air and heads it right back at him. And there you go. I mean, when you a know. Peruvian scores on you with a header, you, you, you do have to think about your skills. That's, That's how I got to say. of you when that happened. <laughs> it's like he's, he goes to join this one. <laughs> he's Peruvian, Collins? Yeah, Alexander Cayens, yeah. Oh, Cayens. There you go. I didn't know that. Yeah, they kept saying Collins, so I didn't know. Well, yeah, I mean, he plays for the, uh, for the, um, yeah, he's played for, he's been playing for the national team for a while. So there you go. So yeah, he's the other, but I just, yeah, I mean, I don't get how like that, that just left him wide open too. It was like, no one's going to challenge the ball. It's was like, everyone's just watching. And that's the funny thing, right? Yep. Yep. That's a, that's a rough and- five minutes for Mr. Guzan. <laughs> I mean, Jose Martinez looked like uh, looked like it was his first game back. Uh, he had he had come so far this season after after not looking all that great coming back from injury, right? And he was yeah. he was pretty quiet, and things started looking better. And today he, there were a couple misses where the camera pans over to him after a miss, and he's just standing there shaking his head with his mouth guard out and kind of smirks and he's like yeah what are you gonna do pops his yeah. guard back in and, and goes for it and uh such a weird such a weird half um, yeah yeah it really was, was awesome though i mean like if you're gonna celebrate a goal that means that much to you you gotta save you gotta celebrate it like alexander Cayens. like <laughs> you've seen the celebration he's like running around he's screaming he's like oh my god i scored a goal i must gonna score a goal and then of course you no, know, you, you think of the um, of uh, what is it on the ninety third minute where they actually finally got the uh, the red card, but for the wrong team, right? I mean, <laughs> the team yep. that needed they needed to score ended up getting a red card. So, uh-huh. I mean. and it's not like Atlanta didn't have those chances, you know. They had plenty mm-hmm. of chances. They just yeah, they just could not make it happen. 
Oops. Yep, so there you go. 2-0 final. NYCFC moving on. Sorry, Primo Jeff. He he kind of felt this one, though, too. He, he, he was not extremely confident going into this thing. <laughs> Uh, speaking of not feeling extremely confident going into this thing, perfect segue. <laughs> Let's talk about Minnesota United at Portland. Um, somewhere towards the end of the Atlanta match, probably like in the last 10 minutes, we get the report that Dane St. Clair is starting at goal. And they're like, hmm, that's interesting. He hasn't played since, what, Bridget, March, April, something like that? It's been a long time. May 8th, I believe. May. Okay. Wow. Long time. And then as the game progresses, they're like, oh, Tyler Miller tested positive for COVID. That's kind of when it breaks and kind of drops. And, Ouch. and, and, and Ethan Finley was over the concussion. So really? Okay. Mm-hmm. There's that too. Um, why don't you two start with the first 10 minutes before the goal? And uh, or unless you want to go right to the goal, but what, what did you guys see in the first opening back and forth? I think both teams are fighting. Both teams are trying. Both teams are really good on transition. Uh, transition soccer, right? Like Minnesota's attacking four is really good at trying to find open spaces when they're in transition. Uh, and we've and I've talked about how when Minnesota doesn't have a is facing a team that that is very hard for them to get through the pass first line of defense. They you know they do the ball goes from the left back to the middle. Back to the right. They're not trying to be vertical. They're not trying to attack the ball, and they're not trying to attack the 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 other side of the field. And and in this game, there's a lot of chippiness, and there's a lot of things that were going on. But at the same time, um, when the opportunities were created, um, we went we, we went we went uh, we went there. And then Portland was expecting right away to get that ball out and, and quickly get it to Felipe Mora, who's killed us this season. Seriously, whenever we played him. He's always he's always gotten a good result out of us, but but I mean, was it ten minutes in, fifteen minutes in, like when we scored that first goal, and that was beautiful. I mean, eleven, eleventh minute. Yeah, I, the, the, Bridget was being extremely generous and kind and giving me the the pirate stream, um, and that's basically I tuned in maybe what thirty seconds before it happened. <laughs> yeah, it was close. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Metnair down the line, nice little cross, and amazingly, nobody from Portland is far post, and Fragapane just slides right through and catches the ball and puts it in there. Well, I mean, Portland defense was like sleeping on that one. Well, I mean, it's it's exactly what we want. It's like transition soccer. That's exactly what we're good at in that aspect of it. And I've said it numerous numerous of times on this podcast is. Is Metanier is the most dangerous when he's drilling the ball in the box, and that's what he was doing. He got the ball and he was drilling the box. All he had to do was put a second post, and Fragapani was has been there most of the season to do that exactly. And exactly. it is exactly that's how you wanted to start. And and you would have thought that you would have kept that same kind of attitude and subtain of mentality, but that was so. that's <laughs> what that's all we got, folks. That's all we got. I mean. It, it, that's that's what we want to see, and that's what we keep talking about. They're they're targeting Reynoso again because obviously he's typically the game plan, and that's why he had that space. Um, it seemed like everyone was preparing for uh, something to come from outside the six, uh, which is where Reynoso was kind of hanging out, waiting for waiting for things to happen. And 
and Fraga just slides right in and, and takes care of it. Uh, and you, yeah, you would think that they would keep that up, but uh, no, that literally it all, it all just slid downhill from there. So, yeah, and it was all tactical, tactical. Um, I mean, I mean, Savarese in the, at least in the, in the Spanish uh, ESPN deportes like broadcast that I heard when they interviewed him, it was like, we know that they're really dangerous under a transition and we have to be able to limit our spaces and we have to be careful when we do that. But the one thing that Portland had been doing a lot the last during this winning streak um, was their first and second line of pressuring is immense, right? Like the first line would press and then they get past the first line and then there's someone right there. And that's exactly the way that, that you, you handle Reynoso, right? You have to keep those lines of pressures constant. And that's exactly what happened. Like they took our midfield away from us. You, we don't, we, we didn't see our midfield really being anything. Will Trap was, was, Will Trap and Ozzy were supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, but there was nothing else coming out of anywhere. Like we didn't hear much of Lude, Unu wasn't, wasn't able to get the ball. I mean, I don't think I heard Hunu's name once actually. It was it was the Fraga right. it was the Fraga and Ray show and and, and yeah. when you only have yeah. to put it on those two it's 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 not it's not a, it's not a good look and, and most of what we saw was Ozzy was him sprinting back and, and being the only one to make those runs back um, in the second half when we when we see Dotson come in for Matt and there uh, it seemed like Dotson was forgetting that he was playing right back and he was mm. way too far up way too far. far up and normally you would see him being one of the first ones to drop back and instead it's Ozzy is the first one back in the back in the 18 the I mean the, the dude's what 35 36 and he's he's sprinting back and being the first one to make those challenges and even Boxy right. was pressing up higher than usual and they just were not if Ozzy is the first guy to drop back into your 18 on defense, there's an issue. And that's a problem. He was, he was that. Well, we saw that repeatedly. Yeah. And, and it's great that you bring that up as well, too, because when, uh, when Metanier had to go off because of his injury, then um, it was just one of those things where, like, when he comes in, you're like, okay, he's played in this position before, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you would feel confident when he's like, yes. Yep. This is this is this is this is a good substitution in some sort of sense, right? But he was everywhere. Yeah, he was trying to be an eight, and I think that's when Will Trap totally lost. Like, there, there was no communication, and Ozzy was the only one seemed to care enough to be able to do something about it. Like he stayed back and he was trying to connect passes, but he can't do it all. And we yeah, just I mean, when they were able to press up, it was oh, where did Dotson come from? Nice that he found that spot, but then as soon as the ball went back the other way, it's where the heck is Dotson? And- Can I ask a question just for somebody that had a dinner break? Sorry to interrupt. When, when did that substitution happen? I think I missed that. Uh, it was 70th minute or yeah. around there. I was around was there. Yeah. Like, like right, 67th, 68th. Portland tied it right before the end of the first half. Yeah. Before, yeah. yeah. Which was a great goal. So. Let's bring it back just a little bit. I wanted to talk about that. And, and maybe, Bridget, you can help me on this one, too. There's There's... Towards the end of the first half, just constant pressure on Dane St. Clair. What happens on this bicycle kick? Like I, it was, it was a little difficult to see on the stream, but 
does he actually save it? Does it bonk somebody else? What happens? Like that's kind of where things kind of start. It's, yeah, did it bounce off of him or did it go off the poster? Or go? Oh, don't ask me. I'm I'm asking you. You had the better vision than I. Oh did. no, the bossy. The, it went off the bossy's uh, shoulder. Okay, okay. Yeah, but, but then from there, it was a, like, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, exactly. So that happens. Another shot happens, and then the third time, you got Mabiala with the header off of the off of the set piece. Um, yeah, great I hitter. Here, I pressure, mean, pressure, pressure, pressure. You could feel it. It was coming. I mean, that dude skied too. Like he got like three feet at least higher than Jack, than Gasper. Right. I don't know who else was on him, but he was so much. The bossy, he got in between the bossy and and Gasper and was able to get a perfect ball in and and maybe you could expect a a better trained um, goalkeeper to make a better effort at jumping at that ball, but it's it's such a hard placement on that. So yeah, it was just a weird spot and I think just coming in cold and not I mean if he had had the last like three or four days of training to like be prepared for that and have that communication with the guys I think that could have made the difference at least on that one um and obviously I mean at this point it's that's not an excuse um but uh, I think that made things a little difficult for him, and it made things a little bit different for the defense. They just weren't quite on the same page with. with no, they weren't. Like that. And that's one of the things too is that we've talked about how Miller is vocal. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he directs not. that, uh, and and that and he, yeah, and he needs to and he needs to be better about that, right? But overall, I mean, he had a couple of great saves, but overall, I mean, it just when your midfield disappears and your midfield doesn't want to come back after giving up a ball specifically that like again i'll bring it again that line one and the line two pressure was just the reason we couldn't get much into anything in the second half and and you could tell it totally was frustrating players because they would give up after they lose the ball yeah and unfortunately that's unfortunately that's that's a fragapane and a reynoso type of thing to do and it just doesn't put us anywhere in, in a good position to just lead our flat four to be able to do that. And that I mean, Sebastian Blanco is like I, he was he was a my a my vote for Blanco like comeback 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 player of the year for me. He was well, there's like, so many levels there too. Like I I put it here. I wanted to mention the Fraga Blanco Mate war. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, they they were going after each other That's for a while yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, just, just a lot of che boludo que te pasa back and forth. <laughs> and did you hear? Like, I think it was. Uh, was it just after the half when they really started going at it? And and commentary crew is, hey, do you do you know what he said? Uh, yeah, I I do know what he said. I can't, can't say. It. I like my job. Can't I say can't it. say it on TV. <laughs> Can't say it. Can't it's, say it. it was it was one of those it was one of those uh, uh you're a mother of a mother type of comments yep. <laughs> yep. yeah so so tell me about this because yeah. this this is kind of an amazing moment i'm just trying to tell tie it together for a narrative so th- right before halftime blanco goes down for a long time like he's down for like what three four minutes they bring out the stretcher i was chatting with bridget while this was happening on the street. She's like as soon as the stretcher gets out you know of course he gets up and okay i'm fine it's gonna walk it off and then the halftime whistle blows and you're like oh man blanco's down they're gonna sub him out this might be it is this the last time he's gonna play and then like second half starts and it is literally the blanco show <laughs> it's that it's that hip flexor it's pretty incredible 
No, I mean, and he was, he's still, he was like, great. As, as he scored, he's still like holding his hip, like, oh crap, that that hurt a little bit. Like he's he's still hobbling out yeah. of it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he he scored two after that, and yeah, I think I told Eric, yeah, he's not coming back in the second half. He's he's done. And then like five minutes later, he scores, and then he scores again. <laughs> just just it was nuts. amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I have to say it. I mean, um, Sebastian Blanco, he was out for a while, and then he came back, and it was just a bad clearance from our defense, right? Gasper got a tip end of it when Debasi should have been the first person to get to it, and then there you go, right? I mean, and then again, on a, on a breakaway piece, you, you, you're in transition. You know, Portland is extremely dangerous in transition, right? And they had so many chances, right? Mm-hmm. I think Chara had a couple of the balls in, but it's that it's that it's that um that third goal that gives it in for me that really makes me angry mm-hmm. because Fragapane gets dispossessed and Reynoso they're all moved and they don't do anything to track back and we've seen Fragapane come back after a bowl after he gets dispossessed in several locations and it wasn't in one of these ones and it might be because he's still mad from previous like non calls or whatever or not but the lack of effort and the lack of uh, fruition and the lack of just wanting to play or it's just it was not there yeah just we were so flat and we didn't want to be there and i mean that sebastian blanco goal is just a golazo i mean the ball's curling outwards and nobody was even close to him he had no nobody space every everyone just kind of watched them take it and it like as soon as the ball switched directions they all just stop and like i mean a few of the guys you could see the line kind of like walking backwards, but yeah, they're just watching him take it. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we'll give you the ball. That's fine. Uh, whereas as soon as we have the ball, even even when Portland has that lead, uh, they were all over us as soon as, as soon as we had the ball, and there were still plenty of times they're still hacking at Reynoso every time he touches it uh, to to avoid you know cutting that cutting that lead. But it was just this total shutdown of, okay, well, we gave it up, whatever. Right. Way too much walking. Ozzy's doing way too much sprinting. I, it was just. Right. I mean, he was tired. By the end of that game, you're like, you're like you know, like that, that goal is to be like, where was Fragapane? Where was Will Trap? Where and was, I mean, you know, even they're Reynoso? Yelling, they're yelling at the referee, but. It, what are they doing to help themselves other than try right. to try to get a call to go their way? Sure. It and wasn't the greatest officiating that we have. No, it wasn't, but sure. It wasn't out. right. But VAR ate a PK, which is fine. Yeah. Was I was going to ask about that. So t- tell me about that. 83rd minute. Somebody screaming for a handball. Uh, I mean, it was a handball. Like two hands on that ball. Yeah. He, yeah. Espria literally puts his hand out like this. Yep. And it touches, you can see the ball. Going his his hand going back, which means there's contact. Mm. But was it clear and obvious to the referee at that point with VAR? I don't know, but it was clear and obvious to me. So that would have made it interesting. We had our opportunities to score, and that's not that shouldn't be not talked about. Like we did have a chance to get back in this game, but just our attacking four was not producing, and that's well, just and the there way was it also. Is. Just all the mental breakdowns too. I'm I'm going to the 85th with the fight and center clearing and everything like that. Uh, we we end oh, up man. you know there was drama. There were three yellows given out eventually, but I mean I, I I remember watching this specifically and seeing the replays. 
Praga Pane should have been red carded. That, I mean, that was a red. That was it. Was a red, right? And yeah, and, and I asked this question like two days ago on Twitter to Andy Greeter. I was like, does, does anyone remember the last time that she played Portland? Praga Pane was supposed to play, and and we were all like talking, what's this, what is this Chara versus Praga Pane thing going to happen? Mm-hmm. Right? What is, what is anything going to happen? We get to see it in the playoffs, and who does? Who does Fragapana two feet tackle to tack, yep. fr- tackle someone? Diego Chara. Diego Chara. Right. And that's was, where like everything kind of lost is is cool and temper and like Argentinians yeah. being Argentinians and dramatic and like oh, it was everyone. so commendable. Like he grabs his face like he got hit in the face. I'm like, oh right. buddy. It's like all oh, textbook commendable. <laughs> right. And then Boxel, I mean, like seriously, I wanted Boxel. I would pay pay-per-view money to watch Boxel and Espria go at it. Because Espria tried to go at it with Boxel, and Boxel pushed him away, and then that, and then Espria was like, "Yeah, I'm not having none of that. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not engaging that anymore." But here's the thing: there was, uh, I don't know if anyone saw the tifo, but it was a tifo that said, "Fragapane, tu racismo no está, no es invita, no es bienvenido aquí." Was, oh, did not see. Yeah, it was all in Spanish, and I was like, "This is, you know, I was wondering if that got into his head because I was like, they're gonna, someone's gonna use that, someone should use that, and so." There you go. I mean, did we deserve to win this game? No, 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 yeah. no. We totally. I mean, to- and to that point, in the like the ninety-first minute, like right before things ended, Valeri almost scored a goal. Like there could have been four. It was very close. Oh, so there's your final three to one. Minnesota eliminated. Portland moves on. Um, so Thanksgiving Day, you're going to have Colorado and Portland. Uh, on the 30th, you've got New England and New York City FC. Uh, the other two teams, Philly and SK- SKC, are, are waiting. Uh, Seattle, Rail, Salt Lake, and Nashville and Orlando, right? So we'll, we'll see how that all goes. But I don't know, friends. I mean, that, that kind of wraps things up from where we're at on a sour-ass note. But what do we think of this season? Do you want, you want to give your, your quick uh, – I, I know it's still very raw because we just watched it, but in a way, can, can we summarize the season in I've, eight I've, words, Bridget? I've, I've, I've pounded like a, a half of a wine bottle at this point. <laughs> let's, so. let's try to summarize the season in eight words for, for Bridget oh, man. And, and switch the pitch. Oh, man. Well, no, I, think, I, don't, I, don't well, I think the leading one right now is Heath out, Heath out, Heath out, Heath out, but he's so, I mean, is there... so apparently not. <laughs> no, he was he was he was signed to an extension, so there's no way he's not getting out. Um, you know? It's amazing. He made the, play, he made the playoffs. Um, sure, you know, this season was crazy because we a we're just extremely inconsistent, but I mean, he's 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 taking a team that was at 0 and 4, the first team that goes 0 and 4, um, to a playoff spot, right? The last time that happened was the year before that when the Eastern Conference had to expand itself. Um, yeah, so I mean, is he going to, um, uh, uh no, I don't think so. I, I think there's no excuses for next season though. That's the thing. That's you've picked I mean, out your yeah. you've picked you picked your team. You have your team. You have your attack enforcement. Um this is short it's a short off season now, right? Because we start in late February, early March. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so we'll see what he's willing to, to do till then. Do you sign is Fragapane only till December or do you we have to sign into an extension? There's lots of moves that need to happen. Can't remember. I I would imagine, you? yeah, I would imagine Fragapane's salary is probably going to triple 
to keep him around considering what he's done. I mean, they got him for nothing. They really did. And as much as he's done. Right. Um, oh, I, I just, I can't believe it's, it's the same thing. Here we are again, year five. And then this, this man is going to have no consequences I mean, and the, everything's going to keep moving The as thing it that is. gets me is, you know, we, we heard all off season that anything less than hardware is failure. Mm. And to, to turn right around and, and to say that, yeah, I mean, we, I, I think the post game quote that I saw was, well, we we were one of the better teams in the league, obviously, because we got this far. Sure, but that is, that is such a Minnesota State thing to say. I mean, <laughs> this I mean, this if far. You're throwing, if you're still throwing your players under the bus at this point in the season, uh, when they're your players, this isn't you know these aren't like 18 guys that Manny Lagos thrust over to you on a platter like you you chose some of these guys you put them together you put this you put this attacking four together you put this defensive four together at some point you have to take a little bit of responsibility and I don't know maybe year six is the year that you do that potentially maybe probably not um I know Christian's getting ready to brew another batch of Heath out stout so (laughs) (laughs) the the only bad thing is I don't like stouts so Oh, I'll take I'll take Rodrigo's Christian. I know you're listening. Yeah. Oh, it just it just hurts my it hurts my being so much because in any other league in any other part of the world this this human would have been gone after like five months, let alone here we are coming up on year six. But yeah, it, it, it's it's do? you know I get it, but like here's the thing though he has his like Bridget has pointed out he's picked his own team. This is his team. Like he's built this team. Now he has to figure out what's going to happen next year and what small changes he has to make because he, sh- he shouldn't have to make big changes. Adding support players is what I would go as, as mostly. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Add a little bit you of depth ahead. so that when these yep. international mm-hmm. guys are gone for two weeks flying thousands and thousands of miles, you don't have a met in situation like you did tonight. But Right. Um, get another forward or a couple more forwards. I mean, you're not going to sign well, Adi. Like right, you got striker, you mean? Yeah, yeah let's striker. let's talk about that. That that maybe we can. I'll try and spin this I in mean, a positive way. I I will, you know, I will give him credit for not putting Adi in in like the ninety first minute tonight. And, you know, <laughs> this is, giving Adi this credit is, for scoring. This is a bar game. solo. You're like in the eighth circle of hell now, Bridget. <laughs> Actually, I mean, when, when Hanson came in, I thought, oh, that's that's a nice surprise. Okay, we're we're actually gonna play the no, guy it wasn't. who He's scores not, a goal no, no. occasionally in a tough I, situation. Yeah, Nico. Nico has a good motor, but once he gets into into the box, it's all like quicksand, and it just doesn't well, ever. I mean, yeah, and so is and so is Adi, and so is like half the team. They're all great outside of the eighteen. <laughs> it's, I know. I mean, it's. I just. Yeah, I, I don't it's understand. Exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, in a way, exhausting. I'm happy they are out so that we can mentally recover <laughs> from this season. And and so that there's really no uh, no vindication, I want to say, for for the way the season has gone. Because if yeah. if, if there were hardware, then this would be, you know, we'd in your face, supporters. Like, 
we'd be living this every season and it would it would be all of the we don't get any respect thing all over again and at some point we can hope that year six is the year that he finally like takes a little credit for some of the lack of respect um that the team gets and games like this it perfectly illustrates you know where that lack of quote-unquote respect comes from um and the players behavior as well like i'm not even just talking about uh you know tactically i mean i saw i saw a couple tweets tonight that were great thanks thank you mnuoc for for forcing me to explain to my children why not every pro athlete is a good role model and a good idol for them to follow Mm. um, because of behavior that we see in games like this and Mm. i mean it wasn't the first time we've seen some of this stuff from fraga it wasn't the first time we've seen it from from other players as well right um maybe i think ship wise it it was an interesting night and yeah no i I agree i agree not our game that is not and i don't i don't you know i don't our game but apparently it seems to be our game i'm not going to be depressed by this result as in previous seasons all right and and i think i I think it's like to me, it's, it's not like a blah moment, but more like this is exactly what we were seeing. We, yeah. We've not, we've not played well like away. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've not played well away, and people have figured out what is the best way. If you have the personnel, how to handle Minnesota United in this same show? I mean, Geo, great tactically mm-hmm. plan, and you know, and we didn't have the depth. I mean, we isn't isn't really would have been great off the bench, but no, we didn't have someone there. Right, I mean, then Rosales was okay, but you you need people who are going to be you know those game changers, right? I mean, that's this is why like people always talk about, you know, why when is the MLS going to win? Like, uh, are you going to be like a Mexican team for hardware? Well, when when a Mexican team can can have like eighteen DPS and 16, 16 of them on on the bench, and when they need them to come out and perform, and they do it. Yeah, that's exactly what you need. You need at least two star players on your bench that, that are going to get playing time, and then they're going to come out. When they come out, they're going to guarantee what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. I'm just – Let's talk about know, this Navarro I've, kid. Come on. Yeah, I've, I'm not even in it anymore. I, I, I quit tw- Twitter and, and Facebook and everything because I just need a break from everything. What the fuck? So go – so MNUFC front office, you win. I give up. I'm, yeah. I'm here. Here's here's me tapping. I'm tapping out. I'm just done. Um, on, on a positive note, yes, Navajo. Um, we know that. Are we? Has it, it, it? This hasn't actually been confirmed, has it? That he's coming. There's still. It's still rumor mill. I mean, if you if you if you listen to Brazilian media, then yes, he's already he's already picked out his house in Lake Minnetonka. But yeah, <laughs> awesome. But in, in other words, he's going to be in my basement. Sweet. <laughs> Um, let's not let's not let's not talk about the the Tommy Chico anyway there, right yeah right um so what, what's kind of cool uh Zeller mentioned that he, he they had a thing on on uh the Daves I know basically saying that MLS is significantly better than Serie Bay which I will happily debate him on that uh particularly like the top four teams including Botafogo that's now moved on I think any of those top four teams would give any of the top L- MLS teams a serious run uh be those are actually really good matches, in fact. But 
to Navarro, uh, like you said, there, you know, it, it takes a few weeks to get all this stuff processed. Uh, so just, I think it was yesterday this dropped that one, Rafael Navarro. He's, I got a photo that you are looking at in the notes. He's holding a trophy for Jogador do Mês for Outubro. So I know we're in November, but he wins Player of the Month in the Brasileirão Serie B for October. So there you go. Uh, he's the real deal. I mean, I believe I didn't, I didn't put the stats in here, but I think he had three goals or four goals and one assist or something like that in October, which that's good stuff. If he can put those kind of numbers up for Minnesota United, you know, you take it. Right. And he's, um, he's actually like a striker striker, right? He doesn't like to play behind someone. Oh no. He's actually... like th- this dude and Fragapane are going to be up to some shit. Like, they're going to yeah. be, like, doing some crazy, crazy stuff together. <laughs> they're going to be, like, the enforcers on the oh, on the on the Mighty Ducks in the movie. What was it called? Like, the Bash Brothers? Oh, or? yeah, the Smash Brothers, right. <laughs> exactly. That's literally what's going to happen. Like, what Fragapane did against Chara is, like, what's expected in, like, um, in Argentinian League 1. Soccer. That's like, yeah. exactly what it is. That's what They're, it is. Yeah. Can can we take a moment? If you guys zoom in, like Navajo's tattoo game is on point. He's got some sweet, sweet sleeves. I mean, this guy's got some tats. He got some. He's got some good ink. I will say. I'll give him that. So Wait, is he it's is he about those local? Because he's got the the thing on the. Is that a cross on his hand? It is. Uh, yep. Yeah, maybe he's still Gallo Negro. I don't know. Where's the rest of this neck tattoo? Wait, he got a neck tattoo too. There is a neck tattoo. Oh, it's a tiny one though. It is. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not full neck tattoo. I don't think it'll take long. Maybe. Maybe that's the first thing he'll do when he gets here. Is probably. Yeah, that's probably the next thing that he does. Right. He'll. He'll. If he gets here, his neck tattoo will be a. Will be a portrait of Heath. Oh my God, Rodrigo! What are you doing to me? Oh, it, uh, <laughs> there's a space there. It's uh, the his neck tattoo looks like the NBA like and one logo. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> that's what it is, but that's what it looks like. Huh? Can't wait till he like you know. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's that's all I got. We did we did a pretty good job, I think, uh, moving through things here. Alcohol fueled post. Post match, a little later. I'll see if I can get it all uh, chopped up and ready to go and still get it out today. But uh, thanks for bearing with us, listeners. This will be your exclusive drop post show. We're going to beat all those other ones. So if you enjoy what you're, what you're listening to, uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show. Um, that's, that's for bonus content. Yeah, we're going to have to we're figure out what there. we're going to do after soccer, right? I mean, we're going to have some time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, guys, we got some time. Right. The calendar has opened up. Uh, right. lots, of, lots of empty spaces. Um, mm-hmm. Eric I mean, has a lot more time because he deleted everything. Oh, so. it feels so good. I cannot believe the difference in my phone battery. It's just amazing to like <laughs> look at like noon, and I've got like ninety percent of like this is incredible. I, I got an alert <laughs> on my phone this morning. They were like. Your usage of your phone is down fifteen percent. I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, great. I should keep doing that. <laughs> Feels good. 
of course I'm, I'm feeling out like i haven't spent a lot of time on instagram so i'm starting to kind of work through instagram and and i did i did mastodon that's a whole nother conversation i wouldn't get into that wait that just sounds like some really bad that's i i still don't even know what that is and I'm- i love i love the concept and i was on there for about three or four days and you talk about like literally screaming into the void that's what it felt like i'm like <laughs> what is happening <laughs> like it, it's it's such a cool concept i really love the idea but i'm just like nah <laughs> wait wait <laughs> wait um navarro has a has a air jordan tattoo on his neck. yes <laughs> amazing oh my god that's gonna be great <laughs> hashtag air navarro there you go i'm i'm really curious all right I'll end it on this. I'm 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 really curious what his salary is or what his transfer is to Minnesota United, especially now that they won Serie B and they're going to be promoted to Serie A. Like Minnesota had to have known that moving into the first division, you know, he was going to get a pay raise. There was big stuff happening, probably about the Fogo and expectations for him to carry the team. Did I mean, I, I thought I saw that he was he was up on a free. Transfer. Yeah, he was on a free tam- transfer. I thought. Really. But oh, here's the question: Will Botafogo let him go now, or will they do the? That's, yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was before that, before that yep. promotion discussion really started. So. Yep, 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 yep. Stay tuned. TBD on the Minnesota Football Show. It's <laughs> good. That's a good place to end. That that's called in the business we call that a cliffhanger, guys. <laughs> Wait, isn't that the movie with Sylvester Stallone? Sure is. Well played. <laughs> 